Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and absolutely thank you for your support. We are building a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world. You, because you're bold, you're brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you collaborate, you're solving problems, you're making the world a better place. That's why we celebrate you. And by the way, Emery, this is the number one industrial-related podcast in the universe, not the galaxy in the universe, <laughs> and it's backed up by data. And Amazing. probably you could go back to Genbud and, and figure that out, too, as well. And we're broadcasting from Fluke Reliability. No, yeah, Fluke Reliability Accelerate. 2020, you can tell it's the end of the day, and I've been talking and chirping. And, but don't look don't look at me with those eyes, because we have Emery in the hot seat, and she deserves your attention because she's pretty cool. So let's get cracking. How are you doing? Having a good conference? You having a good That's conference? That's for me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, there's nobody else in that seat right there. <laughs> it's just you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You come over to our house, you sit at the coffee table, and lo and behold, I'd be talking to you. Uh, yes, it's been fantastic so far. Uh, day one has been super busy. Looking forward to a great day two tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I've enjoyed this event. I've enjoyed, and I think I've mentioned it on a couple of other uh, podcasts, and that is... Uh, it's not too big. It's not too small. It's yeah. just like right. Precisely. It is. And exactly. and you're able to have great conversations and there's still a lot of activity. And I think Fluke Reliability has delivered on a really special event. All right. Before we get into the topic of choice here, give us a little background, Emery, on who you are, where you come from. And by the way, again, listeners, her card has substance. Yes. <laughs> There you go. Yes. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you. So I've been in manufacturing my entire life, my entire career, I should say. What? Um, what, what, what? What? You I was, started at what? Ten. And now right. You're, I was, you're I was twenty. Look <laughs> <laughs> the map. I am, and there you go. Just one second. I'm yes. sorry. It's a. It, it happens every Coming time. Coming out the gate strong. No there problem. Yeah, so I started my career in manufacturing um, in New York City, in fact, at a textile manufacturing firm. And then oh, I hopped cool. over to Fluke back in 2016. I was there for many years, oh. held a variety of um, commercial and marketing roles. It was around that time that I became really obsessed with this problem of... Um, productivity and leaky critical knowledge for that frontline worker. I just really felt like they were largely ignored on the software side. Um, hold, and, hold on, hold on. Let me just sort of interrupt real quick. Did yeah. you just say leaky? Yeah, yeah. So this idea of, you know, frontline uh, workers really have to facilitate a lot of critical knowledge in their day-to-day. -day. A really good analogy is to think of them as doctors and machines as patients. You're right. Yeah, so when yeah, you yeah, yeah, when you yeah, go yeah. to the doctor, your doctors ask you, you know, have you have you been sleeping, and what vitamins are you taking, and how's your diet? Um, they need all of this context to treat you properly, and it's exactly the same for frontline workers, and especially frontline maintenance workers. They are the doctors for those machines, yeah, um, and true. so you you know you go out even today still, and you see a lot of manual workarounds, notebooks, uh, scribbles on the machines themselves, emails, text messages, etc. There's really no good system available for them to maintain that knowledge and so it's you know really siloed people are retiring taking it with them you know everyone knows what this is going on so. here's a little and i'll just uh, i'm not sure if this is encouraging or not 
or it takes the wind out of your sails or it just puts wind into your sails. So I pretty much straddled the fence on that comment. Is this this issue that you mentioned, mm -hmm. it's been here forever. Yes, ever. I know. Decades. I want the needle to move. I know. I, I just... I, I couldn't agree more. Right, exactly. So I, I was, because in my mind, the solution was so clear. And I was just like, how could, how, no one's done this before. So I became obsessed with this problem and, you know, started, I worked on a couple innovation teams internally at Fluke to address it. Um, we had some good contests, but it really never went anywhere. Um, and then I went on to be an innovation consultant at Fortive. So Fortive is the Industrial uh, 500, the parent company of, of oh, eMate. Oh, did you just say Industrial 500? Yes. It sounded. It sounds so industrial Fortune 500. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was getting ready. It sounds so race car like. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm missing my my no, words here. No. Um, yeah. So so Fortive is a you know a big global company. Um, they are the parent company of of uh, Fluke, which owns Emate. So I worked there for a while, um, and then in 2020, right in the middle of a pandemic, I thought, what a what better time to start a company than right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're here you're still here and i'm still we're still here yes um so in 2020 i uh, left to start gimba ai and it's been a whirlwind and it, actually two years later so last year uh, we were acquired by a company called realware um i know that i'm sure some of your listeners know, I know that mm -hmm. yeah they yes. are the outside of the yeah. fact that it's a hard name to say quickly we'll, uh, yes it's just, yes you yes. gotta speak slow. Yes. And so, especially you know, now we're Gemba, a realware brand, so it's especially lengthy and mouthy. But and um, that URL is available. I, I guarantee it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but th this was super exciting because the vision of Gemba was never to just be a mobile application, and I can talk to you about what we are uh, in a moment. But the the vision was always to have a hardware extension to the experience. Um, so it was a perfect match. You know, it's been great. So. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of so, how I came to to start Gemba. Yeah, listeners, it is G E N B A Gemba. So just click and .ai. That is the website. So don't yes. don't go to .com. Yes. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, .ai. Not, .ai. Yes. Okay, you're speaking at this event. Yes. Yeah, so I gave a talk today, um, really talking about how. Uh, you know, there's a shift when it comes to SEMA messes. Um, there, there's a couple things happening. One is um, they're becoming more mobile-centric, right? So yeah. historically, it's really been designed as a database. It's very top-down. It, uh, it's really made for that manager that's sitting at a desktop, um, yep. right? The word Gemba actually comes from, it's a Japanese term, but it's especially prevalent in lean manufacturing, which comes from the Toyota family, yeah. um, if you're a manufacturing nerd like me. So uh, Gemba actually means uh, the real place, but in terms in manufacturing, it really means where the work is done or where the value is created. So Gemba, uh, we named the company thus because we really believe that technicians are really just getting by with software that really wasn't made for them if they're using software at all. And there's a ton of value to be unlocked when you enable those frontline workers, not with just a better tool to make it easier to open and close work orders, but really, really think about what problems <laughs> Are they facing? What decisions are they making from the moment they stop onto a shift to the moment they leave a shift? So Gemba is a really smart, slick mobile application that enables that frontline workflow. And we integrate into the CMMS, right? We have to because that's the brain of the, of the team and we don't want to create uh, data silos here. Um, but we really are, are just religiously focused on that frontline worker and that's where the value is, is there. Okay. You indicated 
CMMS shifts. Got it. Yes. Mobile centric. Got it. What was number two? Yeah, so uh, now there's a push to integrate, you know, hardware into that CMMS. So, you know, sensors is a big one. Yeah. A lot of managers are bringing not this, uh, you know, the sensor data. They want it into the the CMMS. They uh, typically it's, sensors have been piping data into their own software systems, and managers are, are pushing their CMMSs to integrate with those um, systems. And now we're starting to see a wave. Um, uh, it's very, it's still quite early, but this idea of wearables. Yeah. So having, um, you know, frontline workers, pickers, for example, you know, throwing on like a, a headset that's assisted reality headset, has a camera, maybe has a microphone. Are you guys, are you guys uh, dabbling in augmented reality type of? Uh Technology. Yeah, I think the the term that we're using is really assisted reality, but uh, you could say augmented too. So, so um, you know, real way. <laughs> Honestly, I, I have no idea <laughs> the difference. All I know is that you're you're using some sort of technology to help aid you in doing your work, and it's visual, which is important. Exactly, and that's that's good enough for me. Exactly right. There so you go. The idea is that you you have a, a visual in front of your face, right? It's not obscuring your vision, but it's there to support what you're doing. Um, so we're starting to see a lot of maintenance managers and flight managers push for an integration into these headsets because their teams are starting to use it specifically for the see what I see use case, right? A technician um, walks up to a machine, it's down, they don't know how to address it, so they call a subject matter expert or a manager that's off-site, maybe they're across the country, they're sleeping, whatever. Um, so that use case is already starting to happen, but we're starting to realize there's more there, um, especially if you integrate into the system. So imagine a technician throws on a headset and is uh, taken audibly through their preventative maintenance workflows, or they can snap a picture and it it goes right back to the CMS in real time to that work order. So that's the type of integration that Gemba is facilitating now that we're in the realware um, family, right, but integrated into eMain. So we're a big, you know, happy family of free brands, and we're, we're working to bring this experience to eMain customers. Yeah, and, and just so that you know, I'm, I'm writing things down because you're just peppering me. And by the way, I see that you're looking at your presentation on your <laughs> There's real, actually, I haven't had to use it much to be quite honest with you. Let me close my computer. I was getting computer. ready to just say, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's just rolling, and it seems so seamless, uh, unlike many. It wouldn't be so seamless, but you, being a professional, gosh. Yeah, this I, wanna, don't, I don't want to get my facts wrong, so, you know, I always hear listeners. Yeah, there's, uh, trust me, there, uh, we have a great community of listeners. Uh, nobody ever fact checks. I never get anybody say, whoa, 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 whoa. You know that Emery girl, she was uh, talking about, uh, no, that doesn't work. No, <laughs> okay. Trust me, it does. <laughs> you're, you're fine and dandy. So let me ask you this question. So we have Genba, we have this uh, wearable, we have this integration, we have all of the mobile component associated with this, and this this shift, uh, Fluke Legacy, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Take us and the listeners through where we're going. Sort of put that future hat on. Sort of paint that picture. Where we're going. Um, so, because it's moving so fast. Yeah. You know? And it's just like it's a... Yes, so yes. Blistering. I can't keep up with so it. So I have I have some juicy um, things that I can I can walk you through. Juicy yes. things to walk through. Yes. So right. okay. So one is we've just so um, we just released a really advanced analytics solution. So you know, Gemba, you, the mobile solutions on the floor. It's making it really nice and easy for technicians to do their work. That you got that real time data yeah. piping back into the system. Now you you want to do something with it. 
So yeah. we are we've developed this really nice advanced intelligent sort of dashboard that we're we're starting to to sell actually this month. Um, a couple things there. One is we are at beginning to trend keywords. So we're able to actually pull the technician comments and the problem descriptions apart and tell managers, hey, you have a recurring problem around a certain machine smoking frequently or, or whatever the case is, right? Um, that's a really challenging um, conclusion well, to come to without that. Yeah, I hate, I hate to sort of, I'm like this little, little cloud that Please? sort of, I, I want to understand this dashboard, and you're 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 pulling keywords. You're looking into, let's say, uh, emate, and you're looking at some keywords, and you're pulling out sort of trends or sort of precisely. Uh, okay. Yes, exactly. Which yes. then gives you a painted sort of. It's like uh, a a customer profile, but you're looking at it from a from a, an asset profile is saying, hey, this is what people are really saying. Precisely, exactly. You know, so even five years ago, the natural language processing tools were still pretty nascent and expensive. Um, now they're much more commoditized and accessible. And so, um, you know, it's more affordable for companies such as Genva to layer this technology on top of these systems. Because CMMSs are, again, databases, but they're, there's so much knowledge locked away. So you can do things like layer natural language processing on top to allow keyword trends and other things to be pulled out. Another thing that's happening is um, maybe you're, it's a very new thing. It's called ChatGPT3. It's the latest in. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm quite familiar yes, with it. There's However, been... but I'm not going <laughs> to speak on it because that's way out of my realm of. Same, same. So I'm not an expert, but what I what I can say is it's a you know a massive step forward. It can take massive amounts of uh, human data in human syntax form and uh, you know analyze it and serve it back to you in a, in an, um, in again in human syntax form. So there's now the possibility to layer GPT three. Um, on top of your CMMS data and query it as if it's Google. So you could go to your CMMS and say, hey, uh, when was the last time this machine went down or oh. something like that? And it will respond to you as if it's an assistant and then present the work orders beneath that answer. Oh. I, you know, it's so funny about when you mentioned chat GPT. Of course, somebody said, "Hey, Scott, you got to go do uh, check out ChatGPT." Yes. Okay, and I'll go out there and I started typing. No, just put this in. Just, just say it like, "Hey, give me a <laughs> call to action on something," and it, and it just doesn't. And we go, yes. "Oh, I get all giddy, right?" Yeah. And, and and then all of a sudden, it starts to open up all of these other uh, possible use cases that that it's right there. Still, I'm not I'm not at that level with you, but it is quite exciting. And how this this technology, this AI, it could be a little concerning, right? I mean, it's like I'm getting a little nervous about it because of what it can do. But then again, it opens up really some really interesting new horizons. And I never heard you're the first, uh, never heard anything about taking and layering it on top and to be able to use it in such a way that pulls that information from your CMS. Precisely, yes. CMS. Yep. So you can think of, of GPT-3 as like an, a really smart but slightly over-eager intern. It may give you a somewhat, uh, it's going to tell you an answer even if it doesn't know the right answer. So you always have to double check, right? It's, yeah. not, a, it's not a wizard, but it's it is very smart and it's going to get you 80% of the way there. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's, it, it's going to continue to learn. It's exactly. going to continue to uh, refine and hone and become a little bit more and more 
uh, valuable, I guess. Precisely. Okay, precisely. continue. That's number one, and yeah. it's, that's so future stuff. That, exactly. So that's on the horizon. In fact, we're, we're prototyping with that technology now. It's already not available, but possible, and so probably commercially available later this year. There's also some really interesting things you can do, taking um, you know NLP, natural language processing, a step further for the technician. Um, similar idea. So I'm a, this is actually in Gemba today. I'm a technician. I open a corrective work order. Again, let's take this idea of, of machi a machinist smoking. Technicians are typically asking two questions when they step up to a reactive maintenance issue. The first one being, what's even what's occurred on this asset recently? That's a pretty easy question to answer. You just show a history right of work there, orders, right. right? The second question is harder to answer, which is, has this problem happened before? And if so, how do I solve it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. I hate to be the speed bump in this you know <laughs> parking lot of progress here but the reality is you're, you're just saying okay we've got the history mm -hmm. and it's just there it's sort of tabular it's like, like a there. list exactly yeah i got it right there mm -hmm. but you're saying hey i want to know more in depth and i'm and i'm able to sort of go out historically and then be able to pull that Continue. Precisely, Imagine. precisely. Yes, thanks for the additional context. Right, so and this, this question is harder to answer because it ha you have to understand, so machine is smoking. How do I understand as a computer if that, <clears throat> if that problem has happened before? So there's some work you can do to understand what keywords in the work order are unique, right? So machine, probably not that unique, is definitely not that unique, but smoking, probably unique. So you can run an analysis on the background to identify, okay, smoking, unique keyword, and then related words to that, smoke, smoke, smoking, smoky. Then you look in the CMMS and see what other work orders talk about a problem like this, and you, we bring it to the surface. Again, inside of the work order themselves, because right now, the average technician spends anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes looking for information that uh, when they're up against a problem that, that they don't know how to solve. So huh. they'll either call around, go back to the CMMS, poke through work orders, or they'll just troubleshoot from scratch. So if you have um, a, you know, a team of uh, 20 technicians and you have, a, a, say, a half a dozen downtime events per day, and each of those times, 20 minutes is being burned looking for information, that's a lot of French time that you're not getting from the team, and it's frustrating for them. So you can leverage technology like uh, uh, NLP to, do, to analyze the keywords in the reactive maintenance work order and then pull forward any other work order that's related um, based on keywords of the problem. So we're doing that in Gemba today, actually. That's now commercially available. So that's another example. How do you, in, with that example, with that use case, shall we say, by the way, I interviewed the, the, the originator or the, the, the guy that came up with use case. Just FYI. Had, oh, really? Yeah. Early 60. He was the use case guy. He didn't understand. He's like, it's just a user case. That's what he came about. And he says, I'm surprised that it even took one. Yeah. It's like, that was him. Amazing. Anyway. Yeah. So with that capability, I understand. How do you deal with um, sort of that lexicon, the difference? I might, I might use flaming or, you know, there's some sadly there's some pencil whipping that can go on and it's yep. just like ah, i just got to get this i got to get that information out there bam, boom mm -hmm. and and then it loses its uh, value because it's just pencil whip how do you deal with a situation where maybe and i think you mentioned it but you're going to have to come up with multiple ways of defining smoking so that you get that information smoke vapor i mean sure. you, get, you get it you, you understand what i'm saying 
How do I? How do we come up with that? Hmm. You. That is just something that in our tech stack is done on the back end. I don't know if I have the, I'm head of product, I'm not our head of engineering, and so I'm not gonna have as a techie and insightful answer, maybe. Yeah. But it's, let me let me say this, it's not custom work. This is, right. this is um, technology that's available off the shelf right through um, like IBM and, and Amazon. Yeah. Like these, these companies um, sell the ability to do this type of analytical work on the back end. And so we leverage something like that in our tech stack. It's not something custom. It's cool stuff, don't get me wrong. Do you <laughs> yeah. have one? One more before we wrap it up. One more future thingy to hang our hat on. Um, it's not. It's not a big deal. I I really see. You know, I guess coming back to sort of the the vision of the ecosystem yeah. of, of Emaint and and Realware and Gemba, I really really see the future heading to a technician that is completely enabled wherever they're at. So. Um, again, not being tethered to that desktop or being tethered to a tablet, having the ability to throw on a headset. And so like, uh, take for example, the, the experience of having like an iPhone and an iWatch, right? And an iPad, there's this beautiful ecosystem and no matter where you're at, the experience is seamless between them. We're moving in that direction where, you know, right now you still get some resistance from technicians to wear headsets. They, they view them as like maybe kind of clunky or heavy or they didn't want to wear them all day. They're becoming lighter, they're becoming more durable, they're becoming more useful. We're learning how to design uh, the proper user experience for augmented reality and sister reality. I got to tell you, uh, I had a conversation with uh, somebody from Boeing. They're using augmented reality. And, and when building or manufacturing a plane, there's a gazillion miles of cable, just a gazillion miles. The old way would to be pull out the map, whatever the, yes. the single line or whatever you want to call it, the yes. map, and then uh -huh. look up and figure out where they need to work. Precisely. They're using augmented reality and they're just looking and it's like, that was it. Precisely, exactly. Compressing you can the time, I don't have to do this. It's it's a beautiful thing. Exactly, exactly. So being able to bring up schematics and search them with your ah. voice, even imagine wearables. So there's this, there's this um, again, a, a nation technology where you can actually wear a wristband and it's measuring your um, how you're moving your hand. So you can even do things like swipe your thumb back and forth and it will navigate your experience on the headset. So yeah, that's where we're headed, I think, from a frontline worker perspective. That's pretty cool stuff. I don't know. Some people are going to say, oh, that's just too much. I don't want them to understand where my hand is going. But I do. That's pretty doggone cool stuff. All right. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, please email us at hello at gemba.ai. Oh, see, that beats, that beats info. <laughs> We're a friendly company. Well, clearly you are. <laughs> hello, gemba.ai. I like it. You were absolutely spectacular. I like it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. It was. And I'm glad. Have a great morning. I mean, this conference is just absolutely a rolling. All right, listeners. Fear not. We're going to have Emery's contact information out on Industrial Talk. Yes, we are. You need to reach out. The future is bright. Don't be afraid of it. You need to be able to sort of educate, collaborate, and, of course, you need to innovate to survive and move forward and create a business that is resilient. I'm worn out. You are great. All right, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. Stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, Accelerate 2023 is a wrap. And as you begin to plan out your 2024 schedule and your conference schedule and your budgets and all of the stuff that's associated with 2024, 
I highly recommend that you put Accelerate 2024 on that list. It was the right size. It included all of the people that are truly focused on solving problems, collaborating. It was a really great event. Make that happen. And you get to be meet people like Emery. Emery was there, and she, gosh, talk about knocking it out of the park. Gemba AI is the solution. The company is Realware. I got her stat card out there, and it's going to be at industrialtalk.com, so fear not. Reach out to her. I guarantee you she is going to ha- want to have a conversation, as well as she's tackling a, an, a, an important issue that has been plaguing industry forever. And I think that Gemba, Team Gemba, will definitely be leading the way and solving that problem in many, many ways. All right. We're, we're, as you know, we're building a platform. We're constantly expanding this ecosystem in industrial talk. And we want you. We want you to be part of the ecosystem. Podcasts, webinars, uh, learning management system. We do it all. And it's all about the education. It's all about being able to develop this ecosystem so that people can collaborate because we need for you to succeed. And there are incredible thought leaders out there in industry that are willing to help you succeed. And so go out to Industrial Talk, support the platform, and uh, we'll do everything we can to help you succeed. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Emery, and you're going to change the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from Accelerate 2023 shortly, so stay tuned.